Dall'Olio. I am an Italian living in London. I work for Trini London and uh, Trini Budo. And I'm also an improviser. I trained as an actor and uh, I direct uh, videos. Oh, wow. I didn't know you were an actor. So what kind of stuff have you done in terms of acting? Well, really, as I didn't pick it up as a proper career, I, I trained as an actress um, while I was doing my studies in art management. And uh, my uni degree was like, was uh, art and communication. So it was everything from art psychology, sociology, art marketing, uh, art curation okay. and everything. So I was doing my acting after, like in the evenings. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been doing it since I was 13. But eventually I had a turning point in my sort of like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> After uni, when I had to decide whether to start uh, acting in a company in Milan or to move to London and start an internship at such a gallery in in this amazing historical gallery. And um, as I, with my coach in in Milan, I was trying to do acting in English. Mm. I decided to actually go and live some real life in England <laughs> to get English better uh-huh. and then afterwards to do pick it up. So I'm still I'm still in time to do it. Yeah. But basically what I've done when I was in Italy was just like short movies, like something that wasn't in the main media, but it was with friends that are filmmakers. So I've, uh-huh. I've done a lot of projects that are like sort of local projects. How you sort of discovered your sexuality and what you were feeling at the time. Did you have any inspiration or idols that you looked up to when you were growing up? Good question um i didn't have proper icons that helped me discover my sexuality at all i know that when i was younger i always felt really comfortable and i always wanted to go clubbing in like gay clubs in Mm. milan in brescia where i lived but Mm. just for fun although i was i've always been really attracted to really like a lot of drag queens or like very feminine boys. I was okay with the idea of maybe kissing girls, but I mm. didn't have any clue whatsoever about being queer. So I didn't I didn't know that that was a thing. Growing up in Italy, it's still it's still a taboo and it's still like I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't I didn't dis- I didn't discover my sexuality back then in mm. that case. I think what happened is when I moved to London mm. and um I started dating like on Tinder and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and sure. then basically I met this person mm-hmm. uh, who at the moment was um, living as a male, as a, as a man. Okay. And uh, I fell in love with uh, them. Mm-hmm. And then basically just uh, afterwards, they came out as transgender. Oh, really? And they're like, okay, yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, now I have to tell you because I'm about to come out and mm-hmm. to do my transition. So feel free to leave the door, leave from the door. <laughs> and wow. I'm like, you can forget it. I will be here and support you all along and oh. and they were like okay <laughs> so I, I don't even know what that meant but I mm. 100% just was uh, keen to I was already love and I didn't care about if they were identifying as men mm. or women or woman or whatever I mean it was all so new so I was mm. just keen to understand and to support these um journey so we had a sort of like three years relationship and Mm. we're still like best friends so probably a long journey somewhere there I found out that I was queer yeah Yeah, well I mean you know how would you know unless if they came in and told you that's amazing exactly exactly so that was probably my discovery and then from there I just sort of like sort of like accepted it and sort of Mm. like lived my life in that way still private because Mm. 
I'm quite public on social media, but I always keep my private life sort of private. Yeah, of course. But uh, I've been just living, like hanging out in the queer space in London and uh, making friends and just exploring mm. all the scene that was, of course, different from what was used to. Mm-hmm. Just recently, last year, I joined um, an LGBT choir and that's kind of the first introduction into my gay community where I live. Oh, yeah, so it's like that's kind of the first step I've taken into joining my actual, you know, queer community. But do you find yourself personally, as in making queer friends, do you find it easy or do you find it hard to make queer friends? I remember when, so we went together to Trans Pride four years ago, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was already connected online because I think that online connection, especially in our days, is like the most important thing. Yeah. And so she already was in touch with different people from the queer scene and the transgender scene around England. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Trans Pride and we actually met, met them. Mm-hmm. And one of them, in particular Megan, is still like one of my best friends now. So yeah. out of all the circle, I think one person sort of like survived the years, the years, and we're still friends. And then it's about like, and then Megan moved to London and we started hanging out. And well, it's not too easy, but it's not easy to make friends anyway. I mean, it's no. easy, but at the same time, it's not easy. I mean, to me, it's easy because like, I have quite an outgoing sort of I love people personality. Yeah, but yeah. Um, creating strong relationships that are durable, but also that you feel are worth your time as we are in such a tar- time-poor um, like moment, mm. it's quite hard. I mean, yeah, it's trying to hang out in queer spaces. There are a few queer spaces. Go to gigs. There is also, I do improv comedy. Mm-hmm. So there is a couple, there are a couple of queer uh, teams. Uh-huh. So connect with them. I mean, they're quite, they're very welcoming and, and sweet. So yeah, it's just understanding where, what, what is your, um, what is, what do you, what do you like to do? So like you, mm-hmm. you, I guess like singing, yeah, but yeah. like if I like improv or someone else is queer, I love to try and do some performances or even just experiment with acting or comedy. Yeah. They can find their own community. I mean, they're small and they're rare, but I think every, every sort of like activity now has a sort of like, queer community that you can join so mm. it's just trying to just access to it and then try try out different things and then yeah you definitely find. what takes your interest in terms of your um, hobbies and that kind of thing and sort of go from there I guess yeah I would I would say instead of just go sitting uncomfortable and maybe just get in the pub and try to talk to people which I find very difficult maybe mm. find what is your interest and find the queer community within your interest range yeah definitely yeah. So you're outgoing you're more <laughs> of an extrovert than I am you know I'm more of an introvert like for me for instance I'm going through a bit of issues with my own body I guess positivity do you have any mm. advice for someone like me who's going through a bit of struggle with their own body image a big a big obstacle I think could be I mean I don't know about you specifically because I would need to ask you more about you and I'm not yeah, like but... a therapist but like generally <laughs> like as a friend yeah I would say try and stop comparing yourself to other people I know that like mm. there is a big culture of comparison well first thing before even stopping comparing yourself mm. just accept the fact that we live in a society in a capitalist society that forced us to hate our bodies to sell us diets to mm. sell us products that made us feel like better with our body image mm. so like it's not your fault like you you you're growing up we are in a period where we are in an era where everyone was made to feel uncomfortable about the way they look 
Mm-hmm. So that to start with, just being like reading some some things like the body myth or like I don't know, there are different things that explain how it basically it like it, especially the models um, on the like mm, culture of the nineties about like yeah. So like first of all, accept the fact that you live in a in a period of time where like mm-hmm. they make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's not your fault. Second, mm. stop comparing yourself with other people that you feel you think they're having a, a better a better life than you, and they look more beautiful than you, or they they you feel like they fit more in society than you, mm. or because a lot of people that I know base their life or base their life on comparison. They really think, oh, if the other person has a better life, oh, mm. um, they have bigger boobs. Oh my God, they're slimmer. Oh, they they were born as cisgender, so they're luckier. Or like like there is this culture of comparison that is strong within everyone so maybe trying to just appreciate what you have instead of comparing and thinking oh and and focus on what you don't have is a Mm. good practice and then on the small scale maybe uh, as you mentioned about social media what Mm. I've done to kind of like consume content that is like body positive Mm. and see every day uh, bigger bodies, uh, bodies of um, body like black bodies, disabled bodies is mm-hmm. like change who you follow on social media. So like unfollow everyone, oh, yeah, anyone sure. that makes you feel uncomfortable. That you think sort of like promotes like beauty standards that are like fake because mm. let's be honest, like on Instagram you have too many people that retouch their photos that. I like they are they use filters and yeah. they I mean which is nothing wrong but there are a lot of people that created a fake reality where mm. it's not even them and someone and they make a lot of people like uh, want their life and and feel bad about themselves but yeah. they compare themselves with something that is not even real mm-hmm. so if you can take out of your view and your consumption anything that is toxic for you mm. so anything that you feel like oh my god i wish i was them yeah. no like take it out just take in just people that you feel like they have this good vibe that as like you said myself thank yeah. you so much for that actually mm-hmm. so other people that you feel like oh my god they're just like themselves and they're enjoying life that's cool let me see what they say what the hell they have to say yeah and that's probably a good beginning and then maybe a journey with the therapist if you can <laughs> and then there is much more but that's, that's the first yeah. step, I think. It was a long answer. Yeah, no, you brought some really good points and I feel that's relevant, especially to the time that we are in now. And, it, like, I don't know if it's just the whole quarantine and isolation thing, you know, we're not moving as much as we used to. I don't know if you've noticed that, you know, we've kind of... Oh, yeah. You know, we've been forced to slow down a lot more. So I think that might just be, you know, my own psyche kind of feeling a bit deflated from all that you know, kind of situation. Like, I don't really have any issues per se about, you know, the size of my body, for instance. It's just when I look at things like, you know, men's health magazines, that kind of thing, that sort of rough masculine, I guess, like toxic masculinity, if that makes sense if, to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same culture of uh, the models in the 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, this diet culture and like, uh, powders culture powders mean like the protein powders or whatever to lose weight mm. and these um absolute like not fake but like really mm. tough to achieve so yeah fake yeah masculinity as well mm. it's something that 
uh, it's part of this uh, capitalist culture and part of this culture. Of- the same one that I spoke about. Yeah, I, I was talking from my end about um, female bodies, but yeah, toxic yeah. masculinity is something that it's even talked less than body positivity for women. So actually, yeah. it's something that needs absolutely to be talked even more because mm. it's crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, toxic masculinity, like, I don't know if you want to explain for who doesn't know what it is, but like mm. making you guys feel uncomfortable if you're not like too masculine, if you're not like, if you don't have muscles, mm. if you don't have, if you have like, yeah, it's, it's, it's unachievable. And it's like really, really bad for mental health for men. So mm. it's uh, absolutely something that I, I don't have a specific advice on that because mm. it's not what I like it's not what I experienced but yeah I think like start talking about it and start mm. normalizing like masculinity as something that is flawed but also uh beautiful mm. and and not yeah not conform to what magazines want want you to conform yeah. it's a good starting point yeah well I'm a bit of a pessimist myself I'm an introvert and I can pair myself a lot and I'm trying not to that's something that I'm working mm. on but um you're right, you know, it's something that we need, the toxic masculinity, that's something we need to branch on more because I don't think it's been spoken about enough and people kind of like push it aside, which I think is is really difficult for, you know, someone like me who's dealing with issues about their own body and about their own, you know, the way they perceive themselves. So I think, you know, we just need to create that conversation, which is what we're doing now, really. Yeah, exactly. How else have you been trying to tackle it from your end? I've started working out a lot more, not just for the way I look, just more like a mental health thing. And, you know, I find if I do it maybe two or three times a week, that kind of stops my mind, you know, going to those kind of places, like feeling bad about myself and that kind of thing. There's an app I use called Headspace. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like a meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like a meditation app. So I've been using that. I need to get back on it, actually, because, I've, you know, you kind of go through phases of, like, using it and then stopping and then using it again. I think it's more just I'm very much in my mind a lot, really, and, you know, if you've had, like, depression or anxiety, you know what that's like, you know. Well, have you ever considered doing some improv, Martin? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I am i don't consider myself funny. Like, I'm not that kind of person, if that makes sense. Well, um, mm-hmm. Yes, it makes sense. But actually, you don't need. So the thing, so the difference between a stand-up comedy and improvisation is that the first thing of improvisation is that you don't need to be clever or funny. Mm -hmm. The only thing you need to do is listen and react to what happens and build stories with other people that are in the same space as you. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's very, very good because it, it pushes you like like beyond your your limits mm. sort of situation but it makes you understand that there is there are people around you that can support you mm. and even if you, you don't have to prepare anything and you don't need to be funny you just need to be there in the moment and yeah. care for the other person make the other person look good and the other person will make you look good mm. and if they are like dickheads they will be <laughs> They will be pushed out the team. They will be pushed out anything mm. because that, like, you create safe spaces in improv where you can actually just experiment with your real self mm. and uh, and go from there. So that's something that you, you could... yeah. And to be honest, what you said made me think of something as well mm. <laughs> as as in the therapy session yeah. about like working out and um, doing meditation, mm. which hundred percent helps. I think everyone, yeah. and I think. The first thing you should like, and you said you look inwards, which mm-hmm. is not, not necessarily a bad, bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think if 
if you focus on things that make you feel good, like working out, like uh, your interests, mm -hmm. like doing the quiet, like being in the choir and yeah. reading things that you like, things that you like, watch movies that you like, yeah. that will make you probably stronger within yourself and mm. feel feeling like you're worth it. And then you don't need the approval of anyone else that look at your body and think of something. Yeah. So that's probably something to, that is very good and that everyone should work on. Yeah, and I don't know if it's probably just a time that we're in, you know, because like I said before, you know, we're stuck inside a lot and we're not doing as much as we, you know, we used yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, I gained weight as well. And it's. Mm. I think everyone has been struggling, especially people that already had some mental health issues and people that already had like eating disorders. This mm. period of time, it has been hell. Yeah. And it's really tough. And we just all, and again, social media can be toxic in the sense that everyone's like, have you worked out? Da, da, da. How mm. can you survive? How can, how can you leave quarantine without being obese? Like mm. there has been so many toxic messages around that you, you have to be careful not to like, uh, not to fall into that trap that people yeah. set up for you yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And just just be kind with yourself. Understand we are in a global pandemic mm. and that we are where we are. It's okay. Even if you gain weight now, it's okay. Yeah. And then slowly, if you still work out, if you still do what you can, if you still be kind with yourself, mm. that's that's what what's going to help. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, what's your current mental health like? Obviously, as queer people, we go through quite a lot internally and, as you said, you know, body positivity. Have you dealt with anxiety and depression before? Yes. Um, I don't think with depression. I think I suffer with anxiety. And, um, yes, I have this massive FOMO, fear of missing out, that mm -hmm. I have with me since when I was a child. No, mm -hmm. since when I was, I think, um, high school or uni. But, and, and I'm still trying to work on with <laughs> Uh, and I think being in a stressful city job, uh, still working out my identity and my sexuality because it's still a work in progress. It's not that mm. I found like cold water, as we say in Italian. No, what do we say? Scoperto mm. calda. We say it's not that I found warm water, hot water. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like something that is a constant like journey. And uh -huh. um, yes, anxiety a lot. Uh, that comes and goes and uh, because basically when I was uh, younger I tried also I, I was doing so many activities so many things like I was going to theater I was going to my music class I was going to <laughs> sports yeah. and now with the sort of like lifestyle working full-time job and living in London so having to commute to everywhere mm. it's like you are so pressured and you are so time poor that mm. trying to fit everything you like apart from the job and try to fit in your personal sort of interest in it. It's like such a big struggle. Mm. So every time I, I will always try to cram everything and then never really live in the morning, in the, in the morning, in the moment, <laughs> because it becomes too much. And yeah. that's where anxiety is in. So sure. I started therapy in quarantine. Okay. Um, as it's something I think everyone should, should, should do if they can. Mm -hmm. And that's helping me a lot, like going through it and working out what from my past, of course, as it has patterns in the present and mm. try to tackle anxiety and uh, it has been um, very good if you experience or if you've felt you know uh, moments of anxiety recently what do you do to cope with those low moments that you're going through 
Well, breath, breathing exercises, I think, are the most easy, accessible, and powerful thing ever. Mm-hmm. I also found out, because like with quarantine as well, with like lockdown, COVID, I started doing a bit of meditation that I wasn't able to do before. Mm-hmm. But having time, having these extra couple of times every day that of not commuting to work, mm-hmm. um, I use them to meditate, not all of them, but to explore different meditations and stuff. And meditating really helps calming the mind and, and and learn how to breathe properly with your diaphragm um, from yeah. your belly is like really good and i also found out that meditating and breathing helps with my digestion oh. which is something that i i had no idea of but wow. every time i'm anxious i now have some tools and i would lie down or like walk around and then breathe and mm. try to reconnect with like earth and reconnect with like real real um the real world and nature works with nature yeah. in nature mm-hmm. and and leaving yourself time to actually like breathe that's that's the main thing i would do when I- how about you what do i do in those low moments lately like i said i've been using that app headspace um i haven't been doing it as much just you know sometimes i sort of fade in and out of that kind of thing I'm that's something I'm trying to work on right now you know I like I said I joined the choir recently and that's helped me sort of get out of my shell a little bit more I've just been feeling a bit um you know self-conscious and I haven't been feeling very nice about myself lately I have to say but you know that's just more internal stuff that I have to kind of break through and you know push aside and you know, it's all internal stuff, you know, if you if you have anxiety, you know what I mean, it's like constant inside chatter of your mind. And when you do it, it's not very nice. But, you know, I'm trying to sort of stop doing that now, if that makes sense, like I'm trying to not mm-hmm. get into that headspace anymore. Where I live, there's a beautiful sort of area that you can just walk, you know, like you said, going for walks and things like that, that really helps me as well, just getting out of the house, really. So do you want to talk about Trini and how you sort of got involved with working with her? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. The very beginning of the story uh-huh. is that um, I, after being six months in London, I was um, interning uh, at such a gallery. And after that, I finished my internship and I was working there a little bit, as well as working um, for an event company. So I was I was doing events as well as <laughs> doing shifts. No, at the beginning, no, it's fine. So that, yeah. that's what I was doing at the time. I yeah. went to Italy for, for the summer and then I got an email from Trini saying, hi, <laughs> um, I I don't know where you're at, at in your journey now, in your career, uh-huh. but I got your name together with Federica, which is which was my colleague at Sachi Gallery. And uh, yeah. they told me that you are uh, a good a good team, you're creative, and I'm looking for uh, someone to support my new business that I'm uh, I'm about to launch, mm-hmm. uh, which is in the beauty industry. Uh, let me know if you're interested and we can have a further chat. Yeah. And I saw this email, I was at the airport, and I had no clue of who Trini Woodard was, because of <laughs> really? course, I, yeah, I had no idea. And I was like, who's this lady and why is she, what? Because like in Italy, like mm-hmm. uh, like we have a sort of like, what well, not where, but with other people. Of course, uh, like it's a, it's British. And it's uh, not just a British thing, but... Mm-hmm. No, we didn't have what not to wear in Italy. We didn't have her. So yeah. I, I, she wasn't a TV personality in Italy, so I had no idea who she was really. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay. Um, so Federica, which is the other person that she got in touch with, actually mm-hmm. knew her. And, and she and she called me up and she's like, oh, this sounds like a good project. Like, let's go and see what what's this about. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, why not? 
And then we went over and we had a chat with her. And then we basically almost immediately started working with her. Mm. Uh, and Trini at the time was uh, already had the idea of the brand of Trini London and was working towards fundraising and towards uh, designing the product and towards mm. uh, finding the um, like a way, like the communication. Like it was just the very beginning of the startup. And yeah. I got involved more from the creative side as um, I'm more like um, sort of like I have experience in visuals, let's say in art yeah. and, um, and soon after in social media and, uh, and Federica got involved in the more organizational part of you. She became her PA and she started putting together presentations for investors. Mm-hmm. And then we started working with her, making this happen. So then she slowly got in other people involved yeah. and she got involved Charlotte, her makeup artist from the shows, Mark, that is our, no, actually at the time wasn't that the CEO, uh-huh. CFO, right? And then we slowly started to build up the brand together. And then now it's like over 70, we launched in 2017. Yeah. And now we're like over 70 employees and uh, it's going amazingly. I know. So, but yeah. that's how it got involved immediately at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously you do Friday training with Trini. Um How yeah. did that concept come about and what was that the sort of trajectory of that end goal? What was your purpose for creating Friday Twinning, what did you want to accomplish with that? At the very beginning, so we, I was creating content. So Trini has a, is a big TV personality coming from the TV world. And mm. at the time, and then to like the, the project for Trini London was to create a digital, digital beauty brand. So that means online. So yeah. that means the communication had to come from like, both like website and social media mm-hmm. and at the time so that the the goal was to move her followers from it's not followers move her fans from fans on tv to followers on social media uh-huh. so we had to start like working on building a social media presence and i was i was in charge of that mm-hmm. so i was taking for we were working together on on how to build her social media platforms and channels Mm -hmm. so i was taking the photos the videos posting exploring we were going to facebook together to understand what was going on i remember we went there at the beginning and they were like well it's all about live video try some lives so we were in like in the kitchen trying out some live videos me from what from the kitchen and her from the bathroom trying to see to work out how to do a live video (laughs) now we have millions of viewers of the lives and it's like oh my god i've seen it but it was amazing i know and anyway so Mm. um she's been she's um uh like a fashion guru Mm -hmm. and uh, she gives a lot of advice and she knows everything about color shape and everything yeah, and yeah. When, while she was doing her videos about fashion, we had a lot, and I was replying to all the messages and, <laughs> and reporting to her what what our what her audience was uh, was was asking, uh, like and what they want. Yeah. And I remember the only me- the only messages that we couldn't really fulfill at the time were the ones saying, "Oh, Trini, you look amazing in everything, but you are we are really slim. I'm bigger. I'm a size 16. I'm a size 16, 18. Mm. What should I wear?" And then at the beginning, she was like, well, but that's, I can give you advice on, on, on shape and on the, like she can give advice, but she couldn't really show because she couldn't, like if she's slim, she can't really show, mm-hmm. like if, if she, she is how it is, right? And she was giving advice, but they were really keen to see a bigger body wearing what she was wearing to the situation. Ah, so okay. I, we were in, I think we were in, in other stories in this store uh, in London on the King's Road. Yeah. And yeah. I was 
uh, we were we started filming some outfits um and i was filming her and i remember in that shop she was like oh uh, great take a look around and see if you see anything that can work and we we're both looking around and i found this uh, cord yeah and i'm like oh my god Trini, it's amazing uh, some trousers were on one side of the shop and the top was on the other uh-huh. and she's like okay i can try that and then i, was, I, I checked the sizes and i'm like oh my god you know what i would absolutely wear it myself it's so cool and there's my size which is such a, a new thing like what yeah so Trini was like oh my god darling okay you can try it on while i try it on and then so you can meanwhile see if, if it fits you so mm-hmm. I, I had it on and i was filming training going down the steps and saying out of the days this cohort da, da, da. and then <laughs> at the end she was like and you know what Trini, hey chloe fits it as well uh-huh. uh, so you have her size but for all of you that ask me about like bigger size inspiration yeah. take a look here our sizes and that was the first video that we've done. And everyone was like, oh my God, yes, that's amazing. More of these, please. We want to see more clothes that fit on Chloe because she has my size. Yeah. So slowly we started sort of like thinking, like it wasn't a thing at the time because we were still all like more, yeah, it wasn't mm. a thing at the time, but we started, every time we went to a shop, that was something that I could wear as well. Yeah. We would wear it, we would sort of film each other um slowly slowly and then it became a thing it became something regular and mm-hmm. a lot of people really thanked us to, for this because you know a lot of time when you see a dress online and then you see it on a, a slimmer figure you don't really understand how it looks like on a belly on mm-hmm. big boobs you don't really if you don't see it on no. and only now ASO started doing some videos with like bigger models but in terms of providing a service of like advice and mm. uh, entertainment and same thing, it was something that I think we were doing right. So we just started doing it. So we didn't have an end objective, but it was mm. sort of like giving more um, help and advice to, because 60% or more than British uh, women have a size 16 uh and bigger, which is my size, which is on a European, I think, size 48 or 50. Yeah. And then, and so it's sort of like giving them um, inspiration and making them feel uh, good. And actually representation. Yeah. Making them feel that there are other people that are like them and that's fine and they're happy with how they are. Mm. So that was a sort of like mission of Friday tweeting, I think. Yeah, and it's wow. still going strong, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, of course. I still watch the videos. I, could, I think the first time I found Treddy, I forget what it was. I think I was, because I follow Caroline Hirons, and I found one of Treddy's videos, and I think it was either like a skincare, you know, one of her skincare videos that she did. Um, and then I was like, oh, my God, I remember her from that show, but I forgot what the show was called. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I started following her and then I saw her brand that she was creating and I was like, she's yeah. pushing boundaries of something that I haven't seen. You know, there was nothing yeah. negative in that she was doing, you know, some influencers can sort of be a bit fake, like you say, and a bit, you know, just wanting to sell you stuff. But whereas Trini actually wants to help her audience, you know, I just think she's incredible. In terms of fashion, what are some of the biggest tips that she's given you in terms of how you see yourself in your style. Okay, the biggest one is try not to cover yourself if you feel subconscious or if you feel big. So, like, mm. stop wearing these massive uh, sort of not being bags, but these dresses that, like, just take out all your curves and all your mm, <laughs> all your shape mm. and try to create a waist always. Mm-hmm. So, like, wear a belt or wear a jacket that is fitted or something that allows you to show your curves, which are beautiful, so you don't need to cover them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the main things that she she says. 
as well as maybe the neckline that should be sort of like either a V or with, you should break out if you, with, with a bag or something that goes diagonally so mm-hmm. that you sort of like reproportion your, 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 top, your top bit of the body. Yeah. But I have to say something that, so something that shifted a little bit that she said in a few, in a few interviews and things mm-hmm. is that we together, we discovered, because it's, it's tricky also to find clothes that suit both because we have different body shape and yeah. we have different sizes and the um, high street doesn't really cater for both of us in the same way. Mm-hmm. So it has been like sometimes tricky to do it. But at the same time, we, we sort of realize how ultimately some of the rules that she created in the past mm. are not relevant uh, 100% for everyone now because the most important thing is actually finding clothes that brings you joy. Yeah. So even if sometimes you don't follow a rule, but you find a dress that like you absolutely adore, you absolutely like are living for, just wear it because that's the most important thing. Mm. If you find something that sort of like, you 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 think that fits your identity it makes you feel good in it even if it's if it, if it doesn't give you the perfect body shape just wear it just fuck it just wear it and that's <laughs> yeah. something that we sort of like both come to conclusion conclusion to so sometimes tina twinning i wore like a crop top which is something oh she wore a crop top which mm. again she's representing also like uh like a sort of like a, not older but like yeah. a over 40 generation that is not that much represented in social media and in fashion in terms yeah. of giving advice and showing off something positive and uh, ageless mm. is she represents this ageless thing that is there is not much around so i think the main rule is actually find something that brings the best out of you, yeah. which is also the, the main concept of Trini London. Be your best is what we, we preach, basically. Yeah. So find something that works for you, works for you. Yeah. Start step by step, but then embrace how you are. Yeah. So oh, that's wow. the rules. That's the main rule. <laughs> okay, that's beautiful. Is there any tips or tricks that she's given you that have really stood out to you in terms of skincare or beauty? Ooh. Okay, let me think. <laughs> Well, she made me discover that basically my cystic acne was um, about hormones. So not just about beauty. She mm-hmm. spoke, she has spoken and created content with a lot of experts uh, that are not just beauty experts. They are like hormone experts or like um, Chinese practitioners expert, like all sorts of people that can help you with your body and with your skin. Mm-hmm. So uh accessing all these people has been really good for me because I had the chance to explore um, different things and understand what was good for me. Yeah. I'm uh, quite, I'm not a skincare junkie, <laughs> nor a makeup junkie, to be honest. Oops, yeah. quite controversial here. <laughs> so I go really simple. So I got the simple routine. So ah, okay. she gave me a lot of advice on, on, on acne because she had acne for many years. Uh-huh. So I got advice on that from her. And, uh, well, I, I think... More than a specific product, and actually she gave me a lot of products to try and it was amazing. So I found some amazing brands. So, but more than the specific, what I'm trying to say is more than the specific, like, oh, I found out these three brands and I'm obsessed with the routine, more than that, it's understanding, like a wider understanding of like, of skincare, a wider understanding of 
um, on makeup, like how you don't need to cover yourself again. The same thing as the, as the clothes. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to, and that's I. You don't have to to cover yourself to feel good. You just need to do the the little tweaks yeah. with the makeup yeah. as well. You don't need to have foundation all over. Like the Trini London, just a touch is like just a touch. Like if you have mm. a pimple or a spot you want to cover it, or uh, a wrinkle, or mm. um, I don't know, a vein you want to cover, just put it on there. You don't need to cover your face with a liquid mask. Yeah. Just just be minimal, and then still show your face. Just show your body, show your face, show mm. who you are. It's fine. Yeah. Like just. This guy is a little thing that makes you feel uncomfortable, but then own it. Mm. This is the biggest lesson in skincare, in clothing, and in and in beauty and makeup that Trini gave me. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. Oh, <my> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a lot to take in, but obviously because you work with her for so long, you probably know all these tips and tricks that she's given you. So I just wanted to kind of give just like a little hint of what it's like, you know, working with such a huge personality like Trini and yourself, obviously. But I think we've actually gone over the time frame. So thank you so much yeah. for, you know, giving up your time of day to talk on my podcast. So I just wanted to personally thank you for coming on my show. Oh, thank you, Martin. That was great. Great chat. No, it was really. If anyone wants to find you on Instagram, where can they do that? Yeah. So my own personal um, profile is at Chloe Dalolio. I hope you like, I'm sure you will uh, add it somewhere. Everyone yeah. struggles with my surname. It's <laughs> like C-H-L-O-E-D-A-L-L-O-L-I-O. But I'm sure yeah. you'll find me through you. Yeah. And then Trini London is the brand. Trini uh-huh. London and Trini Google is where you have Friday twinning every Friday. Yeah. And on my platforms, you also find my series that is called The Body Talks, where I talk as well, like uh-huh. queer or um, different things around the body and uh, beyond, like body positivity and the art and... Uh-huh. Um, giving voice to people that I think they deserve. Right, thank well, you, Martin. Yeah, no Speak soon. Thank you, everyone. Okay, Bye. Thank you, Chloe. Bye. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You know what to do. If you like this podcast episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on my Instagram at Speak Up Please Podcast. Let me know what you think. Chloe is a fabulous person, and I really think you should go follow her on her Instagram at Chloe Dalolio and Trini London as well. Thank you for listening.